0: Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Instagram at littleempirepodcasts. You're going to play that dastardly intro intro, 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 Ow! This movie's still
2: still fine. <laughs> One of them dies. that go screw. One of them's a hot. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Dead. And his name is Johnny Dead. Classic Maximum Joseph. <laughs> you forget that films are supposed to have a point. The
1: boys are back in town. Hello. Welcome along to the Worst Idea of All Time, episode 29, with your friends, Tim Bat That's me. And Guy Montgomery. That's him. That's me. Um, we're back together for the first time in 2017. We've yeah. watched We Are Your Friends for the 29th time. We are physically connected yes uh, through a makeshift pair of handcuffs, uh, fashioned from a bike lock. And uh, it's really good to be here with you, Tim. And it's really good to have occasional uh,
2: skin-on-skin contact. Yeah, it's kind of you. Just you just sort of did it uh, very early on. In the in fact, was it before the movie kicked off? No, it was during the movie. Us. During the movie, you got a lot of board, a lot so of You fashioned this contraption that connects us both. And uh, we, look, it's just on there now. It's a metaphor because we're connected, you and I. Yeah. And the bike lock is a metaphor for the movie, or uh, I guess the podcast. Yeah, both. Cer- certainly both. It's an all-encompassing bike lock. Yeah. Um, so, look, it's great to be back. It's great to have you back in the room, Guy. It's good mm. to hang out with you in person again, you know?
1: Well, it's good to be back in the room. It's it's humid. Yes. It's exactly as I remember it. Yeah. Hot and Tim's here. Yes. Those are the main two things. For how danky and stanky and um, sort of... You know, dense the air does get in here during these these heady watches, these heady late twenty sort of middle of the road watches. I'm always impressed by how it doesn't retain the smell.
2: Yeah, if you whack these doors open, it'll uh, it'll really just air leave. itself out. Yeah, it's pretty good. Can't do that at night time though, because the mosquitoes get in. Folks, we've just watched a movie uh, for the 29th time in the last seven months. What do you think about mosquitoes? Uh, not great. Not a fan. I actually hate them. Do you? Yeah, they do really they like piss you? me off. They, Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely have a munch. Um,
1: do they like you? They used to like me more. Now, not so much. I wonder if that
2: is to do with your diet. It's Because uh, not- you eat a lot of mortine. Yeah. Well, in oh, tablet sorry, form. for the American's uh, black flag, I think. Yeah, the uh, fly spray. Guy eats a lot of fly I spray. I
1: spray it through a loaf of bread mm-hmm. and sort of uh, wait until it sort of manifests in an actual physical crystal. And I take ten of those every morning. And uh, since then, I got to say the mosquitoes they've they've been laying off. They just peel away, don't they? Yeah, as has my skin. It's been peeling away uh, <laughs> pretty quickly. You, you'll see here. I'm 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 rubbed red. I'm rubbed dry. Uh, but what I was going to say is. I think they've also laid off me because I've learned to respect them. Oh, really? Do you think you've got some sort of compact with them? I just think
2: it's a hard life. I don't know what. Uh, what's their purpose. Did I, I? I'm not sure if I brought this up with you. No, I don't think so because I don't think I've seen you since it happened. But I, when I bloody got a mosquito that was on me the other night at the night time. Yeah. And I. Oh, this is pretty gross, bro. Actually, it bit me on the hand and I could kind of feel something. So I just kind of swiped it and then I kind of could feel like the blood you know like I felt something wet on my hand so I went to this is the middle of the night this is about 2 in the morning so I went to the bathroom turned the light on It's pretty gross the fucking I'd ripped the head of the thing off so like the rest of the mosquito was gone and it was the, the the like you know it's it's whatever it is it's teeth it's yeah. what is the thing that goes in and sucks your blood whatever that thing is was yeah. hanging out of my skin wow yeah okay uh, you've
1: got to like think about all the other mosquitoes will reckon this guy is an absolute hero. That is probably one of the gnarliest deaths a mosquito yeah.
2: could have. He's in mosquito Valhalla now. Yeah, It is. He's a Decapitated. Wordy. It's crazy, man. That's it, though. It was pretty gross. I got grossed out. The life it. of a mosquito. Every meal, mm. you're putting your life on the line. That's true. Um, that's true. Usually, we kind of associate bravery with there's a point why you're risking your life, though. Otherwise, you're essentially Johnny Knoxville, you know? But they, ne- they need it. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. The bravery Sleep. is that they need it to keep going, huh? Do you think there's any smart mosquitoes that have found a way to be able to sustain themselves without having to risk their life all the time? Uh, no, but i tell you what, the first mosquito to figure that out yeah. and like, put together a good marketing scheme. Oh, fuck. We're so screwed if that happens. Because they breed so quick. They lay all those but millions of eggs. if they're eating something else, mm. let them breed. Yeah, I guess you're right. But it's the insects, man, Inse- I'm terrified of them because every- there's so many of them that if they figure something out, the change will happen really quickly. It'll amplify. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if if fruit flies are like, hey, guess what? It turns out there's way more nourishment in human flesh than there is in fruit, and we're going to try eating humans for a while, and then the first like batch of them thrive and so their numbers increase and they're all bloodthirsty. We're fucked. I read a
1: very entertaining piece of writing by a guy called John Jeremiah Sullivan recently in which he was talking about certain, like cases in which animals have uh, pulled their intelligence to realize that um, human beings are ultimately the cause of all destruction uh, and sort of you know upsetting their lifestyle and lives. And so there are people who prophesize that they will figure out a way to work together and... Take us out.
2: Yeah Smash the patriarchy God we will have earned it too Oh yeah I cannot begrudge them that I will fight for my own life We are the mosquito aren't we We will fight to (laughs) sustain ourselves And no one can begrudge us that But it's still like massive respect to whoever wins that fight We're not the mosquito though Because we prodded the mosquito to prod back We talked a little bit about um, The Illuminati During the watch of this
1: film Yeah And between us we know very little about their origins Yeah
2: not even 100% sure if we know that they are or were a real thing yeah it all stemmed from
1: um, we were waxing lyrical over a lot of the movie I gotta be honest with you guys
2: a lot uh, of freestyle rapping
1: lot of freestyle two sweaty rapping, white
2: boys doing some freestyle rapping a of, in the room. just a
1: lot of crazy twists and turns a lot of alternative takes and uh, one of the more enjoyable ones was that Zac Efron or his character more accurately Zaccoli, was having some sort of uh, mental breakdown during the performance of his single as he realised what a disastrous piece of music it was. Yeah. Uh, and then trying to shift the blame for that onto Kanye West.
2: Yeah, and so that's saying where it that, came from. That's right. Because uh, I was saying to you that there's a bunch of people online who believe yes. That- Kanye is now under the mind control of the CIA because he started talking about the Illuminati so they dropped the hammer on him. I think that there's someone on the internet everywhere for every thought. I know, that would be a fun comic book though, actually. What? Ka- like Kanye, the CIA trying to Kanye, control. the CIA Kanye was, operative. No, or or is it, it more opposite. of a cat and mouse game? It's cat and to- mouse, yeah. It's Kanye trying to keep a low enough profile so that he can blow the lid off the Illuminati goings on. In the CIA trying to stop him but without raising too much attention that they're onto him because he's such a high that's the problem with celebrities who crack onto shit they're so high profile you can't just fucking off him you know yeah you, you gotta do it under uh, mysterious circumstances this is the second time today we've been talking about kind of state sanctioned killings or things in that ballpark
1: I think Not it's good. the
2: movie yep um, how did you find it this week Tim it's got a spell on me yeah not a good one a shitty spell like the ones in Harry Potter that turn you into a bowl of jelly or something I don't know I, don't, I haven't watched all the movies assume that's what happens or read the books um, the movie is a real inconvenience and a nuisance now and uh, it truly is it's good to see it. it's good to hang out with you I just wish it was under different circumstances and I don't want to see it anymore and we've got another uh, 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 23 th- uh, Three of these watches to go and I don't know how I'm going to get it through because everyone in the movie fucking sucks who sucked the least this oh, week oh okay the least I thought you were going to say the most the least uh, the award for a person who sucked the least in this the 29th watch of We Are Your Friends Goes to. Oh, fuck, I hated all of them. Surely I hated not all, all of them. them. I hated James Reed. From the feelers? Yes. I hated Zacole. Somali maybe itched it out this week. Yeah. But I still hated her. I hated it less.
1: She sucked the least, is what you're trying to say. Yeah. You're trying yeah. to pay her a compliment. E- well, yeah,
2: very backhanded compliment, but I guess it is and a compliment. In the context of, of the
1: film. It's just like... It's the highest praise
2: you can guys, give an actor. Here we go. Here we go. Start the clocks. Because I, I, we haven't done this for a little while. I'm going to explain everything that happens in the movie in 60 seconds. Okay, I'll time you. Okay. So starting from three, two, one, go. We open on Zach Efron and a bunch of his friends who are in their early 20s trying to make their way in the world in California. They're in the valley in L.A., and they are party promoters. They're, they're club promoters. Zach Efron is a struggling DJ. He goes to the club. They're trying to make their money. He does his DJing in his side room. He meets Somali. He befriends uh, James Reed, who is the headliner. From the feelers. They hang out. He eventually bangs Somali. They move into an Three apartment. Three seconds remaining. Squirrel dies. He's been tempted with this carrot of um, playing at Summerfest, which is a big concert thing for DJs. Uh, James Reed finds out that he's fucked Somali, which is his girlfriend. Uh, They have a breakdown, and then they get back together in time for the end for Zicoli to launch this terrible, terrible song out into the world. Oh, and they work for a property company in between at one point. Pretty good. That's all the stuff, really. Yeah, there was a there was a key,
1: um, and that's time. Very well done, thank you. Uh, there was a key, just a little detail that gets switched switched around, which I especially noticed this week actually, which is that, uh, the relationship between Zacoli and James Reed from the Feelers, yep. breaks down before Squirrel dies because I remember watching that's it this true. week and you watch it and you're like, when you see that he finds out, um, Zicoli and Somley. Ran to Paris, then ran back to Las Vegas and had sex. In a hotel room, uh, mentally you're like, oh, you sort of, your muscles relax a little bit because you think, oh, great, I'm on the slide home. And then as soon as that scene uh, finishes, you see Zakola getting into a, into a a car with all the boys, including Squirrel, and you're like, fuck, that's right, they haven't even killed Squirrel yet. Yeah. How can you finish the movie if you haven't killed your Squirrel? Yeah. And so you just gotta sit through this whole other superfluous scene, which is meant to meant to provide like emotional depth, and then they they patch the relationship back up together. The most enjoyable lens through which I saw the film this week was the idea that Zakoli stole all of James Reed from the feelers
2: PCP Mm. and was just hooked. Yes. The whole time. The man is an addict. Do you reckon there is a page? Maybe not.
1: Oh, that's imagined. Well, the main sort of, uh, you know, plot offshoot of Zicoli's PCP addiction that we noticed this week was he immediately, uh, in his nerves, forgets that Somali's name is Somali and starts calling her Vanessa. Yeah. And then, uh, as a show of affection, when he's trying to communicate his feelings towards her, he tattoos the name Vanessa on his erect penis otherwise known as box
2: office gold yeah and he's trying to show it to Somali uh, to impress her yeah. the irony being her name isn't Vanessa so then it's just confusing because he's he's called his dick Vanessa and tattooed it on yeah. his on and his he's got body. to like navigate this very real social faux pas
1: through the very confusing perspective of someone who is tripping out on PCP the whole time and I just think, as opposed to the version of the movie that you just said in a minute, yeah, there's a little bit more in that for us. You want to see that film? I did see that film. And it certainly made watching the other film, which I was watching concurrently, uh, much more palatable.
2: What would you call um, this Vanessa version of it? Like if the original version is We Are Your Friends, what can this one be called? Uh, it's just called Vanessa A Journey A Journey into the South It's called Vanessa um, Fast Times at PCP High We Aren't Your Friends And then in parenthesis
1: Or after a colon The Pitfalls of PCP Oh so it's like a
2: Almost a high school educational movie It's, the, re- you off it's drugs. the
1: reefer madness of our
2: generation Yeah, I, yeah. It's a anti-drug propaganda I just can't wait for Baywatch you know That's what I'm really hanging out for. This thing's got me so thirsty for Baywatch. God damn it, I want to see it. Uh, Why has it got you thirsty? Because Baywatch is a different movie? Or
1: because if you look at this as sort of, you know, uh, a piece of
2: connective tissue to Baywatch, you look forward to the further unraveling? You want to know what it is, guy? I'm a positive guy. I'm an optimist. And I think what I'm seeing is, all of the small little good things that shine through about Zach Efron are present in this film. It's got a great sense of humor. It's got a wonderful smile. It's got a pretty hot bod. And I'm looking great forward. Great set of eyes, too. Wonderful eyes. I'm looking- Baby f- blues. I'm looking forward to seeing all of that used to great effect in Baywatch, because I feel like they were squandered. Even though we got little flashes of those um, great assets of Zac Efron's, they were squandered. And so in Baywatch, my hope is that under the artistic direction of whomever the people in charge of that film was, I don't know who the, the director Rock. is. He directed it as well? He wrote, directed, and produced it. Isn't he doing well? That yeah, he's under the mentorship of uh, Michael and Patrick King. Well then, it's going to be great. And long. Yeah. And not very good. <laughs> that's definitely going to be the but flavor so you, of that film so you this movie in spite of its uh, when you say this are you talking about Baywatch or We Are Your Friends I'm talking about We Are Your Friends in or spite wife. of its ability to frustrate you yeah uh, you see in it potential for Zach yeah but that's on me not on the movie you're buying Zach because I'm a good stop. person not because the movie's good it's because I'm seeing that and otherwise you're investing corporate. in Efron yeah backing that vehicle big time you know even notice came... how
1: similar Efron sounds to Enron Ooh. comes into the game singing and
2: dancing and acting a triple threat mm. value skyrockets you're right everyone gets behind him the kid can do no wrong everyone wants to be involved in his career and then we are your friends is like the crash isn't it yeah. it's like they find out it's all based on bullshit Baywatch could be uh, you know like the what last Baywatch semblance of hope I guess it is you
1: know on the Simpsons when they go on that stock market the Enron rise. yeah yeah.
2: we might break even <laughs> and then you go through the poorhouse at the end yeah. it's funny it's and then funny. you hear someone off screen go mm, that's good satire <laughs> <laughs> good gracious um, so look I, I, I don't know what you want from us anymore basically I think I'm done I think we're done with the podcast now Uh look the number of times I think times, that might be it you are the boy who cried podcast no shit man just I don't accept supposed- it
1: for what it is. Well, it's
2: a different thing every week. I don't want to talk about the movie anymore. So let's talk about um, anything else. Okay. I would love to talk about anything else. Okay. So what you will have noticed, Tim,
1: is recently I've been drinking milk from your fridge, straight from the carton. Mm-hmm. And the reason I've started doing that is because in a movie I watched recently called "We Are Your Friends," a character called Jarhead drinks uh, juice straight from a carton. You fuck. And I sort of thought that was quite a cool uh, devil make here attitude towards hygiene around the kitchen. And I just, I guess, I want your take on what you think of mine and Jarhead's decision to drink fluid
2: straight from the carton. Well, I know we've talked extensively about milk. What is that? Uh, the next <laughs> door that's the neighbors okay telling us to
1: stop banging on the damn furnace Seanapol Megazolin he's back
2: what do you think about it uh, I think that to each their own um, basically if you want to go out there and be a goddamn adult psychopath and keep drinking milk and oh, I'm, I'm less concerned it, by the fluid contained are, therein I know you are because your perspective is warped. Because you're a milk drinker.
1: No, I don't drink milk. I drink your milk, but I don't drink milk in general. Like, outside of the context of this house, it's a milk-free Oh, so free it's zone. more of a statement. This isn't
2: really... You don't even enjoy Not it.
1: Not even a statement. There's just something about your kitchen. Okay.
2: Well, look, I think in the case of you, stop coming to my house unannounced and consuming my stuff. And in the case of Jarhead, I think it is poor characterization. Sort of, I guess... I want to call it lazy, but then but then I go, could I do any better if I was to sit down and toil over a film script? Probably not. For that specific thing, I mean. That specific character trait. Uh, do you think- like, hey, we got a guy who's a real badass. How do we display that? I'll tell you what. If we're opening at his house, you know what you want to do? Get him to get the fucking OJ out of the fridge. Do not have him get a glass. And also, from the make it
1: clear that the OJ is over half full. So it's not like he's polishing it off and nah. it's all okay. It's going back in the it's fridge. It's going back in the fridge. With his backwash. Do you think if you could only see your parents in soft focus or out of focus entirely... If I could only see them uh, in soft
2: focus in my house...
1: That's right. Do you think then you would, it would change the dynamic of your relationship? Would you maybe have less respect for them? Have you exclusively saw them in Soft Focus? God only knows. That's true. Shall we ask him? Yeah, sure. Uh, God? God? God, are you out there? It's Guy. Yeah, sorry. I was taking a shit. That's okay. I don't need all the details. Hey, God. Yes. Yes. If- if my friend and colleague esteemed colleague Tim Bat esteemed colleague <laughs> <laughs> good one why well, you sound kind of like him do you sometimes take the form I, of the person who's being discussed
2: I, I get that
1: a lot I'm a real sponge for accents oh that's that makes sense I guess
2: because yeah, you made them all up yeah that's true Oh, right. he, uh, did, he did he made them all up oh hey Tim yeah if you think I'm kind it. of talking to God
1: right now It's uh, pretty sorry. rude to interrupt like The bed. likelihood of this happening is so small Let the man stay Thanks God And speak Thanks again If Tim Bat could only see his parents in soft focus Do you think that would change the dynamic of their relationship Or maybe it would mean he would have less respect for their opinions Because he can't, he can't see them communicating them clearly
2: Well, it's a good question I think it would do the opposite. That which is not in focus cannot be the focus of your anger. Therefore, blurry objects should get more respect, not less.
1: Wow, I never really thought about it like that. Dompty do <laughs> Thanks, God. Hey, Tim. Yeah. Yo. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's crazy, it's huh? a pretty booming voice. It's hard to miss. Yeah, he really does so you've got to respect anything that's out of focus well I feel that lesson
2: has been wasted on Jarhead do you reckon this is why like society is on the decline now because back in the day cameras they were not as sharp as they are now so things were a lot blurrier so people kind of like paid them more respect but now everything's a bit too sharp you know you got your 4k and your 16 megapixel you blame camera camera technology for the decay of society yeah well yeah definitely I'm not quite sure how you can see it any other way it's just you know you made that connection so quickly it's a lot to process Tim (laughs) yeah you're not wrong there but you gotta keep up you know we're talking about big ideas here big concepts don't get lost in the mire in the muck in the mire we are big boys and these are big concepts
1: because you wouldn't want it any other way now so take me as I am Tim this may mean you have to be a stronger man Getting sentimental, sentimental with James
2: Reed uh,
1: uh. I'm James Reed And I live on a mushroom in the forest I'm so hungry
2: James Reed from The Feelers gives Zicoli a MacBook Pro box. What's in it? I'll tell you what's in it. It's an Adidas box. What's Adidas? It's the way that we say Adidas. (laughs) Adidas. All day. How do they say it in the States? Adidas. Adidas. Um, So inside that box, just like in the movie, is filled with all of Zac Efron's money. Okay. what so James Reed is it is it a replica or is it No, this is the box. So here's the terrifying reality of what's happened in the film. Paige Harrell is working with James Reed from The Feelers. They are in bed together in business. Fucking diamonds, stealing houses, flipping property together. Playing acoustic guitar. Yeah, that too. So what's happened is when Zach Efron thinks that he's putting his money that he got from Paige in his shoebox under his bed in his house. At Jarheads, what's actually happened is James Reed from the Feelers and Paige Harrell have the deed to that house. So they own everything to the Jar family's house. Correct. Jar Bless. So what's happened is every time that Socoli has put his money into that box, he's actually putting money directly back into the coffers of Paige Harrell and so Gold Star Realty they solutions. have deliberately misled him to think he's saving. Correct. Where he's actually investing money not even on his own behalf. He's just putting it back into where it, whence it came. Paige giveth and Paige taketh away. It makes sense insofar as we know Paige Harrell and
1: James Reed from the Feelers are in cahoots because yeah. they frequent the same strip clubs. They do, yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. This sounds like the sort of harebrained scheme
2: That might occur over a couple of glasses of vino. Well, you're not wrong. And that is... A couple of whiskeys. Where I like to drink my wine in a strip club. You personally? Me personally. You, Tim Batt. Yes. it's Yes. Um, So this brings us to the presentation of the box back to Zicoli. This is a mind game. Okay? Yeah. James Red from the Feelers is fucking with our boy Zicoli. It's a real power play is what's happening here. He's revealing to him... Not only am I working with your boss and I am your boss in your hobby interests and your musical pursuits, but I own your fucking house, bruv, and I've got access to everything that is around you at any given moment. You think that I didn't know that you slept with my girlfriend? I know everything. I am borderline omnipotent to you and I will not be fucked Okay, with. I've got a, a question around IP. mm who owns the music Zaccoli creates? I'm going to assume James Reed from The Feelers because he does the lion share in that studio. So that would mean that he is the architect
1: of his own demise if he is helping deliberately create this terrible music?
2: Think of it like Star Wars, right? What Zaccoli possesses is a strong amount of the Force. The Force can be light or it can be dark. But he's, he's a powerful being. He's got that potential in him. So what James Reed from The Feelers has to do is recognize that DJ power and then find a way to neutralize it. If he comes in too hot and negative, he's going to push Zicoli away and then is going to get more powerful and take him over from a distance. You've got to keep your friends close and your enemies in the studio where you bang somaly, as the Bible tells us. So that's what James Red from The Feelers is doing. He brings him into the studio. They make music together. He's leading him down a, a crazy path. Wild Goose Chase creating this shitty song that he's going to play at Summerfest and Far blow right. out to abandon his hopes and dreams of being a DJ. He's got to really crush him. It really it's very psychological. Opens the question of free will up, doesn't it? Because
1: suddenly Zicoli's not living in a world wherein he's in control of his destiny. Yeah. It's all predetermined. It's determinism.
2: Yeah, it is. Fart. Well, not necessarily. If um, if uh, but only like, if you assume that there's no other way that this could have happened. If if you think that Zeccholi's got him to somehow, if he was just smart enough to, to kind of outfox him, um, then you know that's back in the mix. I guess it's just that
1: you know he's sort of pursuing two careers in this film. Yes. The music yes and also sort of offhandedly, music the
2: makes a think he's good at things
1: that's true so he's pursuing the music and on the other hand he's pursuing the realty thing and he would believe that if he was to quit either of these jobs mm-hmm. he is suddenly back in the fray uh like he's he's pursuing the other one of his own choice But both of those are being controlled by the same... It's like when you go to a vending machine and you're like, I don't know what I'll get, a Coca-Cola or a Fanta. And then you buy Fanta because you're like, well, Coke sells heaps of Coke. You know, I want to support this little underdog
2: Fanta. But you're secretly supporting Coke the whole time. Yeah, it's like, should I vote for the Democrat or the Republican? But little do you know, the Illuminati are controlling both sides, bro. It's exactly like that, Tim. We're going to take a short break now um, to hear a word from our sponsor. This This episode of The Worst Idea of All Time is brought to you by Audible.com. What's Audible? Thanks for asking. Good question. Hi, I'm Tim Batt from The Worst Idea
1: of All Time. And I'm Guy Montgomery, also from The Worst Idea of All Time, but also uh, from the
2: Audible Foundation of Experts on Audible. Audible is the largest collection online of fantastic on-demand audio content. What do we mean when we say that? We mean things like uh, books read aloud to you, okay? I'm going to phrase this differently to how you've normally heard it. People talk a lot about audio books. What does that mean? It means someone's talked into a microphone and recorded themselves so at your leisure you can absorb a book. Through sound Reading a book by hand Can be physically taxing And
1: exhausting It might mean you have to Call in sick at work The next day An audiobook Does not have that same problem For it is contained As an audio file And transferred directly From the earphone Into your head I recently read a book By hand Called The Secret Diary Of Adrian Mole Age 13 and 3 quarters Written by Sue Townsend It is a very funny book Detailing a pubescent boy In England's Pursuit of his true love Pandora and just trying to navigate his gawky way through the world. He was a forebear for characters such as Alan Partridge and David Brent. I have no idea whether or not it's available on Audible, but if it is, which Tim is researching for you right now, I would highly recommend listening
2: to it as it is most entertaining. Boy, I really hope it's on here now, huh? Um, Let's have a look. You and me both, Tim. What, have you read any other good books recently? I don't want to keep throwing things at you. That's a pre- that's pretty good that you read I read book, but...
1: Marching Powder by Rusty Young. The story of a drug smuggler who wound up in San Pedro, a famous
2: Bolivian prison, and started <laughs> giving- Excuse me. Bless you, Tim. That was a powerful sneeze. Uh, hey, heads up, everyone. The aforementioned Secret Diary of Adrian Mole, aged 13 and three quarters, is available. Um, narrated by Stephen Mangan. Who's that? Don't know, couldn't tell you, but the book is up there. And if you go to audible.com slash try now, right now, you'll be able to get a trial membership for 30 days and one free book so you can test out how this magic works. Go do it right now. Thanks to our sponsor again, audible.com. That is A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash try now. And we're back. Baby. I don't know. What What other business have we got to tend to in this I've godforsaken- I've got to attend to the business of- You want to dig deeper into the Illuminati, I Having hear. a hose down because there's a th- film of sweat establishing
1: itself beneath this t-shirt right now.
2: Right, It's getting- Take it off.
1: Take it, it off. I can't because we are fastened to yeah, one I another know. by this- dastardly handcuffed.
2: It's quite an interesting decision. I tried to get out of it before and you were very adamant that um, that was not going to happen, which uh, I respect, you know. If someone's made a decision about something, you got to respect it. But I just don't know where it's coming from. Is this like an abandonment issue thing because we've been apart for so long? No, I just think I was frustrated early when watching the movie
1: by the idea I was fastened or handcuffed to it. And I said uh, something along the lines of I'm handcuffed to that movie And you said, and I to you. And I thought, we are kind of handcuffed to each other. What if we became more handcuffed to each other? And so I removed my bike lock and fastened it atop our respective wrists. And do I regret it? A little
2: bit. I don't think it's provided, you know. This thing's been on us for about two hours now. Yeah, I don't think it's provided either of us with more. No, it hasn't (laughs) added anything to anything. But that's all right. It's here. Uh, it exists. So make it's- it that what you will. The thing is, though, also you got to try things sometimes, guys. So I'm gonna walk back um, the negativity that I showed this move because sometimes you just gotta you got to throw a lot of seeds out there. People always respect a win, but you got to respect a try as well. Mm. And I don't mean that in the rugby sense. I mean an attempt. For if you did mean it in a rugby sense,
1: a try would be something that would happen on the way to a win. That's right.
2: And it would kind team of be a win at The with the most
1: tries is likely to win, mm. although will not necessarily win if the other team kicked more penalty or drop goals. Mm. As with all sports.
2: What a clear s- metaphor we've painted for everyone.
1: Save for golf. What about it? The team with the more points wins. But in golf, the player with the, the least points. Yeah, you got it. W- wins, you got it, you got it. unless you got it. You it your match fixing, in which case, um if you get more points, you might well, you'll lose the game, but you'll win money. and by win, I mean cheat for money. That's kind of is still
2: a sort of a win, isn't it? Not if you wind up in prison, Tim, because that is a loss. unless you take your time in prison and better yourself in there, get yourself a law degree, make some new friends and then come out out. of prison
1: richer for the experience with a newfound lease on life and pursue your one true passion,
2: which was... Tattooing the name Vanessa to your penis. Right? Because sometimes you've got to have a little break from your life to discover what's important to you, and you don't always know that tattooing the name Vanessa on your junk is your life's ambition. Until you just take a step back, get a little clarity, you know, take some yoga lessons and it'll just hit you like a ton of bricks. A lot of people, they get away from their lives. They take a little vacation from their high-powered job as a corporate lawyer or uh, some sort of stressful accounting job. Or they're in charge of auditing big companies and lots of people relying on them. Maybe they're in upper senior management roles, right? And, and you take a break for a while. You take a little sabbatical, maybe you'll quit, you know, because you can feel the pressure. Your heart pressure's bad, your body's going unhealthy, you're stressed out. And it's in those moments that you, like the clouds parting from the sky, get a moment of unbridled clarity on what's important to you. And often that is friends and family and getting the name Vanessa tattooed to your erect penis. Often. Often. That happens often. A lot of people are afraid of chasing their dreams
1: uh, because they think once they realize them or get close to them, uh, it won't change the way they feel and they'll be let down. Um, To those people, I say, fair enough. There's a totally valid fear and
2: concern. Stay as you are. It's like the dog chasing the mailman, isn't it? Once they they get the mailman, they don't know what they're going to do with him. They what? are in it for the hustle. They love the hustle. That's the hustle right. is what they're there to do. Except for the smart dogs who know to open the
1: mail. Well, that's true. Go and through, then they can like and filter yeah. out. Do they, they go through doggy treats business. in the mail? Yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> that's good of you. Yeah. That's quite funny. I send a lot of letters to a lot of high-profile politicians. Yeah. And they've all got doggy treats in them. That's so funny. And sometimes the politician doesn't have a dog and they open it up and they think either A... I'm writing to them as some sort of satirical statement and yeah. giving them a doggy treat because I think of them as a dog.
2: Yeah, it's or very B, patronizing.
1: Think wow, that's so kind of one of my uh, constituents? constituents to send me a treat and they'll they'll eat the
2: treat or C, someone is trying to take my life. Yeah so it's like the horse head and the bed kind of a thing but way lower level
1: well if I want to send that message usually what I'll do is I'll get a horse head and I'll put it in their
2: bed right I find that's the most efficient means of getting that across so then what do you think is the like worst case messaging of you sending doggy treats to politicians what's the worst reading of that uh Probably someone who thinks that it's a treat for their pet cat if they have quite a high-profile pet cat, what and kind they any a politician has ascended to the ranks of representative of the people and sees a doggy treat and thinks this is definitely a treat for my cat. That's why it's the worst possible outcome, right? Because it's a damning indictment on their
1: intelligence and, and the political and, system at large. Yeah, and I mean, them. they represent us. Yeah. and for them to be that stupid would be you know, phenomenally disappointing.
2: Well, what's the clock saying, on it, guy? I it, think I need to leave the room. I got bad news for you, comrade. Yeah? Not yet? In Russia, uh, light shines on you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is going to be a hard one, too. This is going to be tricky. Yeah, she's a hard road to find the perfect Fuck. moment. Do you know what it is? It's actually right there. It's present for me, but we've talked about it quite a lot previously, so I'm thinking I might need to find another bit. Don't but while I do...
1: Hold back. You don't have to. You gotta say what you wanna say.
2: Where's my 500, bro? The delivery of that line, man. Where's my 500, bro? That character. There's a lot more to be said about him the man who works in the club who does not understand there is a world outside the club you might remember him, he was in an episode of Entourage as Turtle's annoying second cousin who tried to freeload
1: with Vinny and the gang one night uh, that same character uh, has been maintained um, the actual actor who's been playing him has been, been maintaining character since that Entourage episode wrapped and uh, yeah I mean he's certainly there's a lot to be said about about, about him isn't there I think he's actually... No, I'm done. He's got uh, a, a Nickelodeon spin-off. It's sort of a, a, a situation comedy where he's trying to raise two young kids as a single dad in his nightclub.
2: And his kid's night outside exists, but he doesn't. Weird. Do they feed information back to him or have they got to protect him from this reality? That there's they a have to protect him the from the reality. Shit. It's pretty dark for Nickelodeon. Very it's dark. A, an interesting direction they've taken. Hmm. Um, I also, this watch, really liked all the swimming pools in this movie. I remember three. Yeah. All of them? All of them. They
1: shone bright and they shone true. They did. Great work. Great work, pools. Good stuff, Tim. Yeah. My shining light this week would have to be something I'm about to make up off the top of my head. Oh, a little noise there. Uh... (laughs) oh man it is so hard isn't it yeah it really is squirrel and collie down on the beach uh, just because I'm literally
2: beating on my forehead now and it looks so refreshing <laughs> that ocean air that, that promise of cool ocean, sea water. ocean mist
1: uh, I recently uh, was hanging out with my younger sister and we uh, came out of a public restroom and they had uh, toilet spray in there and it was by Glade and the the smell was suddenly spring, and Annie, my little sister, was just in absolute hysterics at the idea that it's like suddenly it's... Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you are not a pair of the power you wield. <laughs> it is a season-changing spray, um, and that was a season-changing turd that we just sat down and feasted our eyes upon. Uh, summer is here,
2: Tim. Long may it continue. Indeed, and 2017 is here also. And I've never felt worse about that prospect. So, thanks for being on board. Um Here's to you. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.
2: Ow! This movie's still it's fine. pastor. Cool. One of them dies, that guy's screw. One of them's a hot His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp. And his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point.
1: Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try The Male Gaze? It's The Male Gaze!
2: I hate I, hate, I follow them at any point. No, the choice so is many, always open to you. You have no idea how loyal I am to the people I follow. <laughs> I have been following Deborah Messing on Snapchat for <laughs> way too long now. And. I just Okay so she's like a big supporter Of the um, Democrat party Yeah And she's just She's been campaigning for them For a very long time But she just There's something about her tone Which just like Really irks me a little bit God I hope she's not listening I love Deborah Messing I'm a huge fan of Will and Grace